What's up, world? Uh, I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. They, 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 insert here. Yo. It's a terrible game. Bottom line. It's terrible in every way. Graphically, it's terrible. Gameplay is terrible. It's just terrible. Oh, angry Nick mad. That game sucked, and it's gonna suck no matter how many revisions they make, and it just sucked even more because they put a connect with it. Oh, angry Nick mad. Or if there's violence, I'll just laugh and enjoy the fun. Kaz Hazari. Hazari. Kaz Harai. 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 They just kind of got tired of Angry Nick on the first one and said, yeah, I'm gonna pass. Oh, yeah, so I do. It's me, precisely. No, no. no. I, I, per- I no. do all my work. No. No. Yeah, I'm you guys are so I don't- cute. Oh, thank you. I try. I mean, let's face it, Mario, and to a lesser extent, Zelda, is what carries Nintendo at this point. Always be radical. I love you, little podcast. You're the bestest thing ever. For the promise of the new Super Smash Brothers and the Zelda game, yes. Will not find a better story presented in any other game genre, in my personal opinion. Like, JRPGs have that. They have that story. That's what the entire game felt like. Oh my god, I want to bang my head into a wall. It's a podcast this weekend. Can someone remind me? I thought I was going to be a game podcast. You're listening to the Game Source Podcast. We went live on Twitch. Uh, this is Game Source, the Game Source Podcast number 137. My name is Gerald. Ho, ho, ho! With my friends behind me, <laughs> Mr. Shepard, and uh, also as well, Drake. It's Game Source Podcast 137. We're com, and we've been taken over. Yes, taken over by Mario Party Wars. Woo! In the house. Woo! <laughs> there you go. We've been taken <laughs> our, our great friends at Mario Party Wars. Want to uh, just give a shout out right now? Uh, here they are. Uh, well, Salvador and and Lerna. Uh, we're just so happy to have you on. We're hoping Yelthin will also be able to join us today. Uh, we truly appreciate you taking the time to to stop by and and let everyone out there in Wonderland out there let everyone know about the great things that Mario Party Wars has to offer all gamers. So that being said, and and my blabbing is is going to be done here in a second. Um, I better you know not me saying about uh, Mario Party Wars, but I want you guys, you lovely people out there in Mario Party Wars land to tell me more about Mario Party Wars. So go ahead, take it away. Who's first? All right, I'll, I'll start. All right, well, I'm the co- one of the co-founders and uh, chief executive officer for Mario Party Wars. Me and my vice president, Yalton, we started this, I guess, first off as a way to start off, like, just a social gathering for Mario Party because it's such a, such a unique game that just, it's easy to bring friends over and have a good time with it. Uh, but then it became something more, uh, as we just did more and more of them, more, pe- more people started to attend, so we decided, hey, why not turn it into a tournament? And that's basically what it's become. It's, uh, you play against other players throughout the year, once a month, and you, we have a unique scoring system for how you get determined where you get placed at. And if you can qualify for the semis and the finals, you can win cash prizes and other cool stuff like that uh, in the summer. So it's just something different. Something We're not trying to be, you know, like the eSports side, like with Evo or 
anything like that. And then we're also not trying to be completely casual because that's just more about having fun. We're trying to blend the two together in a way that kind of makes it work in a balanced mode for it. Well, I, and and I can understand that because I, I I understand that there's you know the, these tournaments as far as it's concerned what I watch on Twitch are so large so huge such massive productions, uh, but still you know when I watched uh, some of the action from from UNLV that you guys had as far as on Twitch uh, it was actually just just a lot of fun when it really comes down to it as far as the interaction is concerned. Uh, and the intense rivalries that I see, I see all the, what, the thing that stuck out to me was the intense look on your competitors' faces as they were playing. Yeah, they they're just you know just focused, just intent on doing the best they can, uh, which obviously is the, the nature of competition, as it were. But there in person, you you can feel the intensity, the actual energy, because it's just like. You see them like building up like a little bottle, and then all of a sudden it explodes like a volcano. I'm like, oh my god! It's just like, I'm I don't play in the actual tournaments because I'm an executive officer, but just it's fun just to watch like in the background. <laughs> it really it's is. Really good there, there's a lot of interesting times. Uh, you hear a lot of yelling. You hear a lot of jumping going around sometimes when Percy, things get really heated. Uh, Well, and, and on somewhat on that note, uh, Yelton, tell me real quickly your favorite moment so far from Mario Party Wars that probably does involve Salvador, as far as maybe you know. Oh, uh, this is Salvador uh, with the pink hat, and Yelton's not here right now. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Lerna. I'm sorry, Lerna. Lerna, my apologies. My apologies, Lerna. Tell me about your favorite time, uh, as far as it's concerned. So. Well, before I became officer, we did uh, previous years. Um, so when I was a player, before it became a tournament, I was always going against the president, Salvador. And for some reason, when we're in the same group, the four-player group, he will always screw me over. So one time I had seven stars. I always have a winning streak in the beginning of the game. I'm like, I'm so happy. <laughs> So joyful, I'm like, yes, I'm gonna win, easy, easy money. But I don't know where this jerk is. Like, I'm gonna go to the store. He he saves up. He has like a strategy. He saves up his money, buys some bullcrap items, and then out of nowhere, takes all my stars. And I'm just, I, I'm crying. It, 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 I so much frustration, and I wouldn't do the curse words right now, but I would <laughs> die every day if I had to, for, uh. every time. I, he, took, he took my seven stars and reduced it. I had zero. <laughs> I had zero, and at the end of the game, he had nine stars. And that's the short. That's the short version. Well, I uh, I appreciate you letting us know that, and I, I could, you know, it's just seeing here Sal just, just you know, just snickering away over there a little bit. Um, but Sal, tell me about your, you know, how did it grow as far as from here? Uh, you told me a little bit about the background of Mario Party Wars, but. Basically, about Mario Party itself, what has endeared you most to Mario Party? And what, what, how did it start for you? Uh, well, my my interest for Mario Party uh, was back since I was a kid. Uh, I remember my brother and his friends brought it one time, uh, the very first one for the N64, and uh, I kind of instantly fell in love with it. I, I liked the concept. Uh, I really got into it back then, um, and then I just progressively really enjoyed the franchise since then. I'm not as fond of the newer stuff. Um, the system is just, it's not the same. Uh, 
Well, I noticed when you do your tournaments that you prefer, um, I believe it was the GameCube version is the one I see most predominantly. Am I, am I correct in that? Uh, the GameCubes and the N64 ones, yes. Okay. Tend to get chosen a lot. But uh, the, what really struck me into creating this org was when I went to uh, the Screw Attack Gaming Convention in 2013, was it? 2012, 2013, it was one of those years. And they had an event pretty much like what we do, except theirs was just uh, more of like a drinking social type of event. But uh, like they, they had like four uh, teams representing specific characters that each of the uh, Screw Attack members used. And everyone really got into it. Like there were just hundreds of players like trying to represent uh, Yoshi or Peach or someone. And then when I came back, it kind of just struck me as an inspiration where I, would, I could do my own social gatherings. And then once I saw how many people really got into it, um, and we got we started getting more and more people, like more friends started inviting people. Some of us, some of them heard of us from social media or whatever. Um, and then that's when we decided to go into a, a route of maybe a tournament as well as a gaming com- uh, creating our own gaming community out of it. Ah, uh, so okay, uh, you know that that's just what I wanted to know as far as you know your background with it, your preferences, why you choose choose the older ones, uh, Lerna. You've seen the responses uh, so far from your community. What has surprised you most about about basically the the following that that you know your your company has had? Well, we we started small, right, and then we decided to uh, join UNLV for a while because we said we were a standalone organization. But then UNLV is like, since some a lot of us are students, when we as soon as we joined UNLV, we hit the spotlight, like literally. Uh, we appeared front page. Uh, what, what was it, Salvador? Uh, it was front page, but it was like uh, events for clubs. And as soon as that happens, it's just like we had an influx of time, double uh, the amount of people. The Rebel Yale, which is the UNLV uh, news news company for for the for the university. And then when word travels fast. Once, once you hit students, because you know students are well, college, college, high school, social media, it just it just burst from there. So we went from a good ten people to thirty at once in the room, and that I that's the biggest accomplishment right there for me. Oh, that's awesome. For for, for the group, I mean, that- once it once it hits thirty people in the room at once, it's gonna it's just gonna get bigger, snowball as the years go on. And I've seen people uh, from outreach from as far as I've seen um, from from. Am I mistaken? I've seen responses from as far away as Canada, as far as people visiting you from from uh, uh, the Great White North, as far as you know oh, that, yeah. that yeah, we, connected with oh. you. <laughs> okay, our VP just joined. Ah, uh, hello, Yelton. How are you? This is Gerald, better known as Yel Selvis Lives from Game Source. How are you today? Yelton. Oh. Yelton. Can you hear us? Yes, I do hear you. Uh, we appreciate you joining on our podcast. We're talking about Mario Party Wars, uh, as far as it's concerned. There are some people that are joining us on Twitch that wanted to know more about the Mario Party Wars organization and the tournaments uh, that you guys have. So, Yelton, uh, uh, just uh, you know, let us in a little bit as far as what uh, uh, your thoughts as far as being a part of Mario Party Wars and the tournaments that you guys hold are all about. Uh, maybe Salvador, you could take over because I guess uh, Yelton's having a little bit of audio yeah, issues. I can't hear him either. Yeah, I can't hear him. 
He's, he might be having the same issues I have. But, uh... So, so you wanted to know... So you wanted to know more about the tournament? Yeah. Just a little bit more about uh, what it is. Because we now have... Uh, um, Actually, watchers on on Twitch and they're asking uh, about what are we talking about when we're when we're concerning Mario Party Wars. So for those okay. who are joining us, uh, it's a a tournament based off the the Mario Party series of games, but it's a whole lot more. So you to you let you know probably better you tell them about as far as it's concerned. Okay, what Mario yeah. Party so uh, so our tournament isn't like other normal gaming tournaments. Uh, Basically, it's a full long year, uh, so like most, you know, you can qualify up to the semis if you can make it. Uh, you play against other players. Uh, we randomly assign you the competitors, uh, and it's going to be four-player matches, uh, as well as the game. And we have almost every single Mario Party within our roster with a few that are just incapable of being played uh, the way that they're set up. And based on your performance, you gain up points. Uh, we call them star points, which are the main things, how you determine your rankings. And then we also have coins that you've collected at the end of your match. Uh, and one interesting new mechanic that we have provided for the tournament now is we have a, an item list, kind of like within the game, that you can purchase stuff using your coins to alter like the outcomes in matches, uh, such as a mushroom can like multiply your coin count by one and a half rather than one at the end of a match. And then we also have ways where you might be able to steal star, uh, star points or you might be able to steal coins from someone or mess them up. During, uh, and most of them are done during the matches. But basically, we, we added that as an interesting way of uh, making it a lot more interesting to see how well you can actually do some, with a mechanic outside the tournament. But you, we have up to 11, uh, 10 rounds. Once the 10 rounds are over, then we move on to June where the top eight, or the top nine players will advance to the semifinals and compete against one another in three different Mario Party matches. From there, uh, based on how well they do at that point, they can qualify up to the, uh, the finals in July, where it's a usually a 50-turn-based game uh, until we hit, like, our ninth year or something uh, when the mechanic changes for the Mario Party game. Because uh, we're doing it based on the year, so we're in our third year, so this year's the finals is going to be Mario Party 3. And um, it's going to be a, di a different way this time for our finals, but whoever wins will then, uh, your rank, you will win $250 if you win first, and then 125 if you win second, and so on and so forth. Well, uh, and and Yelton, are you there? Uh, are you able to hear, uh, be able to talk now, or...? You still there? I see you. Still uh, have still having those issues. So while uh, we get those corrected, Alerna, I have a question for you because um, you know our viewers actually uh, starting already on Twitch are asking. This is very interesting. So how can people find out more about Mario Party Wars? Well, we have a Facebook page. Uh, just type in Mario Party Wars on Facebook. Uh, usually the top. Uh, search. Uh, we also, uh, that's the main way you can find us. Just go to Facebook, type Mario Party Wars, and we have a page. And we do have, once you're interested, you can join our group, but you have to be in Las Vegas for that. Okay. And we uh, have uh, YouTube videos. Um, okay. Of all the action? Information on that. Yeah, all the action. 
And where can they go to see some of that action on YouTube? Do you have a specific Mario Party Wars channel? Is it Mario Party Wars? Uh, Salvador, is it a channel? Well, uh, we can't put in the whole name on our YouTube channel. Uh, just be, I'm guessing because it's whole copyright issues and everything with Nintendo. Um, but it's just called M Mar uh, Party Wars. That's the, that's the way it's spelled so uh, on our YouTube is it channel. Is word or separate? Uh, so I believe it's separate from what I remember. So try uh, one word, M. Let, let me check Wars. again. Well, what I will do also as well is as, you know, uh, you know, when this gets done recording, I will try to put the link in our YouTube. If, you, if you're watching this on our YouTube, uh, when we run a, re you know, if you're watching a recording of this, uh, we're going to put it in the instructions uh, to help you uh, get on your way to see some of the great action from Mario Party Wars. There is some action on the Mario Party Wars page on Facebook. It's just, but it's just, they're just little snippets. And I'm putting it on our Twitch channel now, too, so if anybody is interested out there, they can check it out on YouTube uh, as far as that's concerned. So uh, while Yelton is still trying to get those uh, technical issues underway, we still have a lot of great things to talk about from our friends here at Mario Party Wars. In fact, before we go, we are actually going to also as well let you have a chance to tell us more about Mario Party Wars. But there's a lot of great things that we need to talk about in the video game industry as well. Yeah. So, uh, he's like, Salvador's already, already <laughs> talking a bit. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is, well, Hideo Kojima. Uh, he recently finally got released uh, from his jail sentence known as Konami. Um, and it's actually, uh, well, he just announced like the next day that he, or that same day, he's already establishing his own studio. And... Uh, creating his next game will be a little bit of a smaller size as opposed to uh, previous, um, you know, Metal Gears and, and, and Zone of the Enders, you know, all the stuff he's created before. The mm. size and scope will be a little bit different, but it'll also be a PS4 console exclusive initially. Uh, it will become to PC, but will not be coming to Xbox One. So I want to get your thoughts today. Yelton, you, oh, Yelton's still on mute. Um, I want to get your thoughts today. Um, and Leonard, you go first. Uh, your thoughts on Kojima finally getting himself freed up from uh, Konami. Is it a good thing ultimately for him? And is it also a great thing for gamers? There is a huge fan base for Kojima by himself. And already uh, for Metal Gear on PlayStation 4 that came out, and having the company solely to PlayStation 4 is good for PlayStation 4 in himself because already PlayStation by itself is making a lot of money and they're very nice to standalone companies. So this is a great start for him. I, th I think it's a really good idea. Ah, that's absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, uh, Angry Nick on our home site, yourgamesource.com, on a reviews page, uh, did finally, uh, I've been asking for months to share his thoughts on Metal Gear Solid Five, and he finally did and thinks it's one of the top contenders for Game of the Year. But that being said, Yelton, you there? Still having issues on that. Um, so Salvador... <laughs> Salvador, you tell, let us know your thoughts on actually uh, Hideo Kojima leaving Konami uh, and what type of game would you like to see from him? Would you like to see another Metal Gear 
based game type game. Obviously, it can't be Metal Gear per se, but um, you know, just what would you like to see from Kojima? Well, I think this is a good start for him. Um, I I pretty much I pretty much hate what Konami has been doing the last few months, specifically with him, because I, I I don't know what they're up to, and I I don't know what what has gone into their minds why they're doing this. Is it maybe because they're trying to get out of the video game industry, from what I feel, and they're going strictly to, like, just uh, gaming machines? Um, but for Kojima, I'm glad he finally, this whole ordeal's finally over for him. Uh, I think this is a good thing for him. He's basically taking the route of, like, what the Rare uh, employees did, and now they have something that they just successfully kick-started, and I can't wait for that game, too. Um... But overall, from what I would like to see from him, um, I don't know, probably just something new. Uh, something new he's probably never done before. Uh, something like non-stealthy uh, or even a whole lot action-based, although I wouldn't mind an action-based game again from him since he does so well with them. Well, he's also hinted into going into movie production, which leads me to... to um, talking a little bit about his possible reuniting with Guillermo del Toro. Uh, as far as is concerned, um, they were supposed to have a project, and uh, Konami hit the uh, squash button on that, unfortunately. Uh, so hopefully we can see, uh, my opinion, we can see something, uh, hopefully, from those two collaborating, um, because I know that Norman Reedus was going to be a part of it with the Silent Hills, and, and it was going to really, you know, really go down a, a good dark path for those who are interested in real good horror game. Uh, Yelton, you there? You still, uh, looks like he's still working on it. Okay. He's still uh, working on it. That's okay. We appreciate you trying, giving it that extra great <laughs> effort there. Uh, so, Lerna, uh, what's your final thoughts on, on Kojima as far as what a game you would like to see from him? Well, for me, um, I like online multiplayer games and role-playing games. Uh, so, from Metal Gear 5, there is a... You know, you switch up your inventory, and then there is a role-playing element to it. And I saw the multiplayer. It's an, I think it's still in beta. Uh, Metal Gear multiplayer. They have it, but I don't think it's main, uh, mainstream yet. But from him, I would like him to go back towards fantasy, maybe something with sword. Because I saw his logo, the new logo, and it, it showed a knight with a skeleton inside. So it... I, maybe I hope he's gonna go back to swords and shields and magic. I would definitely go buy that uh, in a heartbeat. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough then. Um, and uh, um, hopefully I can get all, all the uh, audio issues uh, fixed. I know I've, I've had those in the past myself. So Yelton, uh, uh, just let us know. Uh, just chime in when you're ready. Uh, um, now, no, still. Just, <laughs> He's, I know, I know. Salvador was going through the same thing earlier, so I do apologize for that. Uh, but on the, you know, obviously uh, Mario Party, you know, just another, another one of those great line of iterations from Nintendo. And speaking of Nintendo, trying to segue in, uh, Nintendo recently got a patent for a new open face co uh, controller that allows you to, well, basically it's going to be like a touchpad. Uh, type controller that they're proposing. Um, could they be proposing it for the Wii U? Could they be proposing it for the NX? Who knows? But, well, you know, let's speculate, for instance, uh, that it is going to be the NX. 
and it, or whatever the NX eventually would be called. Although the NX is kind of cool, but then again, I thought the revolution the revolution was kind of cool, but they brought up they you know made it the Wii instead. You know, little did I know they would sell so many. But uh, that being the case, you know, seeing the the designs that that Nintendo has in mind for this controller, uh, Salvador, what are your thoughts as far as the concern, and what are your hopes as far as how to utilize that within a you know within a video game context? Well, I'm actually in, really interested in looking forward to seeing what this is and whether or not they go, you know, whether or not it goes through for Nintendo. Uh, if it's something they're really wanting to do. Because something completely motion-based, I mean, I've never heard of a controller that even does that as of yet for a console of any kind. Uh, so it definitely sounds very unique. Um, if they can make it mobile, like where you can just take the games or even any mobile games that they might like apply to it on its own, I think that'd be really cool. Um, my only concern is obviously it's it's mobile and the mobile area is not exactly the most, I would say, the best platform when it comes to converting from console to, you know, from something console to mobile. It doesn't seem to always work well, um, just because mobile is still such a new form of uh, entertainment. For and, I know that, and I know that's something that they've talked about, is trying to, to become, you know, uh, their next system may be becoming a hybrid of, of both the, the mobile and, obviously, console platforms. Uh, do you see that actual that that hybrid actually happening so soon as far as technology is concerned? Because I know we're just trying to get in the, the the realm of VR and VR trying to become something that that hits more of a mainstream status. Uh, is this something that you can see happening? Uh, uh, well, it's Nintendo, so I would definitely say it's anything possible. Uh, they are the industry that usually is going in a completely different direction and they either have a lot of success with it or they don't do so well. Uh, but they're always the ones that try to do something different that Sony or Microsoft would generally not try to do, uh, such as with the Wii controller, which, you know, both of them took, got the offer first, but they denied it. Um, and then pretty much Nintendo took advantage. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something I think they could do. I don't know if they might apply it to the NX. Uh, I don't know if that's too soon. But maybe in a future uh, console down the line. Fair enough, fair enough. Because they've always been known to innovate, and when they do, um, they are, uh, you know, they, uh, you've seen what they've done with the Wii. And they've done such tremendous, you know, sales, and, and, and the Wii becoming as powerful an entity in the video game industry as it did. Uh, the Wii U, unfortunately, has, has not seen the heights that, that it should. Uh, but, you know, uh, Lerna, uh, when you see the, the schematics, uh, what does that tell you as far as, you know, you know well, the future I, I of gaming? I, I looked at it, and it seems like the controller, you hold it, but then you can map the buttons anywhere on the controller. Like, since it's going to be a touchscreen controller, you can have your X buttons in the middle or maybe on the side. Do you guys hear me now? Yes, we okay, do. Holy cow. I'm Welcome. very sorry about that. Oh, no worries, no worries. It's, I had uh, to, of all things, my computer would not cooperate with me, and I had to pull up my iPad, of all things. <laughs> but uh, continue, continue, Lerna. I was thinking, like, the, like, you know how in the future movies or games, they have, like, a ball or some a device, you just wave your hand in it, right, and it does the action for you. 
So having this touch screen controller may not be like a holographic thing you can mess with, but it's in your hand and it's like a ball. Maybe when you're interacting, since it said mobile, you're interacting with the world, the, the virtual world on the screen. So let's say you're trying to tamper with a lock, you have your controller, and you just do like, and it, it would, it would be like that. And I think interactivity is what major companies are going for right now, because that's where the market's going. It's going in that direction because people are tired of just looking at their screen and be like, button, button, button. Now they could be like, oh, cool. I'm yes. Sorry, and, that's a lot of information. No, no, actually, that's what we want to hear. Uh, you know, that's that's what what I you know the kind of talk when when that word gets out there regarding the these type of controllers and these type of uh, possible innovations for the console generation. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're trying to get is that conversation started. So I know a lot of people are, have their hopes. Uh, you know, like I do, said on on the future for Nintendo and and the future of the NX. Um, Yelton, uh, did you want to add a, a little bit on that? Now that you're you're live, and, I'm and finally with us? in. Yeah. Um, when it comes to mo uh, like interactivity gaming like that, you know, I just have to think back back with you know the Power Glove, the Wii Remote, the Connect, all those other that you know tried to do this whole. Con non-controller based options which is great you know don't get me wrong it's gotten a lot of great ideas out there I just think that we're still a bit away from fully implementing because let's just put it this way on a controller everything feels natural you know press B to do this action press LR to do this action the list goes on but you're, when it comes to these interactivity controllers you have to force your body to do something that seems well unnatural and that's the big barrier that many game developers and many, you know, hardware companies have to figure out. Is like how to make a gesture that I felt so natural as pressing a button can be. Absolutely, because and I, it's been and, hit miss when all these with with you know from the connect and excuse me, I'm sorry, the connect, uh, you know, all these the move, all these different tried you know so-called innovations uh, and add-ons. Um, you know, have hit met been met with either just either a great response or a very poor one. Correct? Yeah. You know, we have just have to, if we think of a good example of a great success, think of the Wii Remote. That was just a you know a remote on all this thing, and we were able with their tech demo with uh, Wii Sports, they were able to do a lot of great things. Yes, unfortunately, you know, with due to the Wii's hardware. They couldn't like you know continuously like add in leaderboards or anything like that. But if it was if they could have added such a thing at the time, Wii Sports could have been a big game for interactivity and probably could have done a lot more. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll be right back. Oh no worries. Um, and uh, well, uh, you know, for the next uh, Super Smash Brothers game, hopefully it'll provide a lot of entertainment uh, on a touchscreen type of controller. Um, <laughs> so leading into that. Uh, Yelton, I want to hear your thoughts on Super Smash because uh, they Nintendo recently announced that I, I yes Bayonetta is coming to Super Smash, but the DLC is now um, near its end as far as it's concerned. So that means the the update and support that Nintendo is going to give this current iteration of Super Smash uh, is you know probably going to be ending in the near future. Um, that being the case. I want to get your thoughts, Yelton, Yelton, first off, on on 
your opinion on the Super Smash for the Wii U. Was it success in your opinion? Um, and did it reach the heights that you think it should have gotten? Hmm. That's... Well, me personally, I was happy with what it first came out with. You know, you had a good roster. You know, obviously you can't ask for every character we all want. That's just impossible. But when they started promoting DLC, you know, I was curious. You know, there was nothing in particular I wanted to see. My main for crying out loud is Link and Rosalina. So, <laughs> so I was perfectly happy. But, you know, with all the DLC characters that started to come out, I was very surprised with some of them. Probably the biggest one, bar none, and I think many of us would agree, is Cloud. I just thought that one just cannot happen. You know, that character never appeared on a Nintendo console. Square Enix, you know, outside of a few handheld games and Crystal Chronicles, I cannot think of any other Square Enix games print, you know, exclusively for the Wii U, for the Nintendo consoles. So having a character like Cloud, I think, is one heck of an opportunity. And if I'm willing to go so bold, I think a bit of a slap at Sony. Because, well, but also, you know that you're right, and actually, it is such a surprise because of their collaborations with Sony, correct? Yeah, you know, you would think that Sony would be the one exploiting it. Yes, they have the PS4 remake coming along, but we're probably not going to see that anytime soon. Hopefully, anything within the next year, if not two years. You know, Square Enix may be known for many things, but they're not exactly the quickest to release games. No. <laughs> yeah. So having for that particular character. You know, Street Fighter, you know, we all remember Street Fighter 2 from the days of old, you know, on street, on fighter games, and having them in Smash Brothers with the likes of Mario, Sonic, Pac-Man, and all the others, that's just pretty blowing away everybody. Now, the fact that they're ending, to me, it feels like they've done everything they can. And, you know, if they really kept going this on, they probably would not have another Smash Brothers for the new console. Yeah, we keep hearing these things about the NX, and, you know, as every new console, we always get a new iteration. I'm just afraid if they would have continued with giving DLC characters, they would do, like, a port, and that's not what we want. I mean, we would want something newer, something fresher. You know, we want to see Smash Brothers. Probably my, and me personally, my biggest thing I want in a Smash Brothers is a trailer, like, uh, no, an opening video, like, from Melee. Absolutely. (laughs) I know, it's a a silly... Melee or Brawl? A silly thing in the grand scheme of things, but, you know, when I grew up with Smash, probably the biggest one I played one was Melee, and I think for many of us was Melee. So one thing I remember just blew me away was that opening cinematic. I was willing to play it, plug it in every time, and just sit there for the full minute for the opening video. So that's kind of, like, always been a big thing for me. Like, I wanted to see, you know, like that one opening video, and, you know, Brawl did okay, I'll give it honest, but the Wii U one... I know they released all the character opening videos, but it's not the same as the opening video every time you put in Smash Brothers. Uh, indeed, indeed. And mm-hmm. uh, Sal, Sal, do you agree, uh, or was did did uh, you know, or did Super Smash meet meet all your expectations? No, I'm on board with the with the segment with Yalton. Uh, I felt especially at the beginning, it it pretty much felt the way I wanted Smash to be at that point compared to Brawl, which was okay to me. Uh, Melee was really fun, and I'm glad they brought kind of a combination of the two. Um, the DLC kind of caught me off guard at first, because Nintendo's not known at all, if ever, to do anything DLC-related, because they always make sure they put everything in right then and there. Uh, but definitely, uh, 
it's kind of cool that they they did come on board with you know joining Sony and Microsoft will do a lot do that a lot. Uh, de but definitely the one with Cloud that that caught me off guard a lot because just like with Snake and even with Snake I wasn't expecting that in Brawl. Uh, it was just something I wasn't expecting at all for anything DLC related from Nintendo. Uh, especially knowing Enix, they they don't even like to have their characters put on anything other than what they have on their own. So definitely a big shocker. Uh, Bayonetta was a little bit of a shocker to me, but uh, that one was a little bit more expected. But um, I'm definitely happy overall that they're ending it. Um, I don't feel needs to keep going on uh, DLC-wise, because then that's just like this is going too much. I'm like, I prefer seeing another Smash with something new to it being added on mm -hmm. uh, rather than just keep seeing the same game just with additional content being added. Yeldon, did you want to add to, uh, before I hit, uh, get to Lerna? And then did you want to uh, Well, I did want to mention two things when you mentioned it. With Bayonetta, I saw it coming a little bit. And that's just because, again, the ex you know how Bayonetta 2 came exclusively for the Wii U. So I figured Platinum mm -hmm. Games would have been working with something with Nintendo about adding their character into Smash Brothers. That was just my tidbit. The second tidbit is like an overall with Smash Brothers, like, you know, when they made this game, they sure they target, you know, just about every type of audience they can muster. You know, they brought the Wii U game adapter or a video GameCube adapter for all the melee and the brawl players. Mm -hmm. That was not unnecessary. They could have just said, you know what guys, you guys gotta suck it up with the new controller options. Done. <laughs> And no, but they decided to, you know, tread carefully and, you know, pr get a special peripheral for it. And heck, you can even use two for crying out loud. You know, you know, again, for all the other popular fighters, you have to invest $200 at minimum to get a proper fight stick. Yeah. And I that's agree. not, you know, again, it's just a, it's something they didn't have to do, but yet they did it. So it's just one of those things. Again, you know, with DL Mario, Nintendo and DLC, you know, this this is their first generation where they've properly been able to handle DLC. Absolutely. So, and, you know, throw another example in there, Mario Kart 8. That game was complete at the start when it launched out in, what, May? Was it May? I don't remember. Anyway. Um, yet, they decided to release a full half of a game, completely workable, completely integrated into their online services, all for what, not even half of what you paid for the game itself. So again, it's not you know Nintendo. Even though this is the first step into DLC, they seem to have a good idea of what they want to do, what they want to offer, which is complete you know, complete additional content without feeling anything left out. Because that's my biggest gripe with a lot of DLC. It's just that you're paying extra for what maybe should have been already in, included in the game. Uh, Lerda, any uh, final thoughts on Super Smash as we uh, um, close out this, this epilogue uh, of Super Smash? Um, I kind of got misplaced. Uh, I've got a, someone entered the house, a uh, family member. But uh, from what I've seen, I like all the additional characters because from Super Smash Melee before any of uh, before Smash Four. Uh, people got tired of playing the same characters from, you know, over and over. So they made their own little projects, like Project M, Project X, where it was just, it, they always use the same model, but they new characters like Cloud. There was a, a 
custom-made cloud for Melee using a mod. For having the ability to always have a new character, it's always refreshing the game, making the game brand new. A lot of people, there's lost tournaments, um, so it, it, it changes the game entirely and changes the standings for those tournaments too because they'll always be seeing character at the top because it's the best character and now there's a new competition. Fair enough, fair enough indeed. Um, and that being the case, um, uh, one last thing before I want to go as far as it's concerned. Uh, I want to hear more about Mario Party Wars, and we got a lot of people out there that, that are, are are talking to us, and, and uh, uh, just really appreciate uh, both uh, uh, you know Eric DeRode and and DX uh, DMX Naughty T and and Mike Hess uh, who are actually watching the podcast as we speak, and then everybody else who's watching us uh, you know right now on on Google Hangouts and who will be watching us on YouTube. Uh, on our Twitch when it becomes a highlight, and also as well as listen to, if you want to listen to it, uh, the podcast and all of its amazing audio glory, uh, just want to check us out at yourgamesource.com. On our podcast page, it will be right there as Game Source Podcast 137. Because Mario Party Wars has taken over today, and they are here, <laughs> and, and they're you know just in force, and we appreciate Lerna and Yelton, and yes, you too, Sal for joining us here on the podcast, but we want to know more about Mario Party Wars. So, um, Yelton, I didn't get your thoughts on your memories, your experiences with Mario Party Wars, and just basically a pitch to, to everyone out there why they should become a part of the Mario Party Wars action. All right, well, as regards to memories, I've, I, grew up, I started with the, with the GameCube series. I used to rent them back. Uh, I used to rent them on Blockbuster. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but I, that's mainly how I got them exposed. I played them mainly by myself. But it, the way me and Sal got into Mario Party, it started even beginning to work with Mario Party Wars, was through ScrewTag's uh, Mario Party After Dark. He went to see it live. I've been streaming it since whenever they started on their 24-hour marathons and whatnot. And after that, he and I started thinking together. We did a, we gave it a test run. It worked. And after that, we've just been rolling with it. You know, Mario Party Wars is something we just did casually once, and everybody seemed to like it, and we did it again. And we decided to make it an official organ organization, tournament, and whatnot. And honestly, the idea behind Mario Party Wars is just to bring back, like, the times when we all were all kids, got together, and play and have fun, you know. Yes, Mario Party, Mario Party itself has a bit of a competitive streak, but it's more aimed for like you know for those people who just like being together, have playing a game together. Has it got really intense? I know we were talking earlier about the intensity that that the competitors have that I've seen when you run it on Twitch uh, from UNLV and whatnot. But uh, what do you some what are your sub takeaways as far as the competition is concerned, and, and some of the competitors themselves and how they get playing Mario Party? Oh, I think it's absolutely hilarious to be bluntly honest. <laughs> uh, it's just I cannot imagine seeing any of their, uh, this kind of uh, this kind of you know reactions more, like anywhere else. Like you know you have Evo, you have the other ones that you know they do bring their own level of hype and their own level of I guess rage. But but this one's more like 
I don't know how to explain it. It's like just the level of competition. Just it, it inspires people. Uh, uh, people who would may maybe normally not be so so adamant and so outgoing as far as concerned, once the 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 game gets uh, turned on, so to speak, you know, the game starts going and rolling, and the competition gets fierce. You see another side of people that you didn't really expect. Yeah, a little bit, but at the same time, we have all had those moments where we just burst out another version of us, and we're just going like, okay, then let's go with this. But I think the biggest thing about Mario Party Wars that I, you know, we all try to do, show is that anybody is welcome. You know, even if you've never played a Mario Party game, you can come into Mario Party Wars and have a good time. Because, you know, we don't want to intimidate people just because you've never played a Mario Party game. It doesn't matter. It's a board game in all sense of the word. It's and a board game with Mario characters. It's like, you know, two things that most people probably grew up in some way, shape, or form. So we always want to bring out as you know the inner child, I guess, with Mario Party Wars. Oh my gosh! And uh, I, I know I have an inner child that always tries to speak to me at length, and uh, you know, even though I try to ignore it at times, you know, as you can see from the hat and Drake and Shepard's hats as well, uh, <laughs> you know, that that inner child speaks to me a lot. But uh, that being the case. Um, M Party Wars on YouTube and Mario Party Wars on Facebook. That's how people can get a hold of you. Is that correct? Is that pretty correct? much? Yeah. Yeah. We also have a we also have a Twitter. Uh, most of it it's just combined through our Facebook. It's it's usually we we post on Facebook and then it, it gets transferred to our Twitter page uh, evenly. Uh, but yeah, you can also follow us on Twitter as well. Fair enough, fair enough. That's And that's from our friends at Mario Party Wars. So please, if you get a chance, check out all the action on their YouTube page. Check out their all the stuff, the great stuff they got as far as uh, on their Facebook page. You can interact with them. Uh, I have interacted with them as far as they're great in their responses. If you have any questions, uh, if you're interested, uh, and not just if you're in the Las Vegas area, but if, you know, basically, like I said earlier, you have... Uh, uh, people following you around, uh, around, you know, just far away uh, as far as people and, and that, that want to follow all the action going on with Mario Party Wars. Um, and Mario Party Wars, uh, Mario Party is a great game indeed, um, but as we close, got a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, we've got our Game of the Year, uh, as far as it's concerned, that we're currently talking about here at Game Source, going back and forth as far as deliberation is concerned, the voting is concerned. And we will be posting very soon on our Game Source Facebook page the way you can help us out as far as picking a game of the year. So uh, look forward to that real soon uh, as we choose the best video games of 2015. But while I have you here, all three of you here, I want to hear your thoughts. I hope you've done some thinking about this at length. So I wanted to get the, the, the lovely Larina first, her thoughts on... Her choice for game of the year for 2015. I love Fallout 4. Fallout 4 has changed changed everything about games because it, it, it changes as I play it. Like uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. I can just go run out into the game world and kill some things, and then it'll be alright because on the other side of the map, no one knows. Or when, okay, but if I kill a main character, the game changes drastically. Like there's consequences, 
Like you, you might not even know that this person's important. But like it could be a random person walking across the land and you kill them, but then like a uh, hundred quests later, that person you killed changes the end of that quest line. And I didn't even know about it. So the game is so diversive, it's beautiful, it's addicting, and it there it goes on forever because there is no level cap. And it just start the follow up artist started too, and um and there's room for DLCs and. You can do anything. You, you can be a ninja. You can be a tank. Um, not literally a ninja, but <laughs> there's abilities to make yourself a ninja. Or you can be. You can just straight talk everyone. You don't even have to kill anyone. Well, sometimes you do, but you can just talk your way out of anything. Like you can be any type of character you want in the game and still win in your own way. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Uh, so Fallout 4 from you, uh, excellent choice, I must say, indeed. Uh, one of Bethesda's finest releases ever, um, and I'm so looking forward to the additional DLC that comes out. And as always, uh, you got to love the bugs that they uh, definitely present, indeed. Um, Yelton, because now I'm going to get to you last. Uh, uh, I know you're, you're, you're like, well, hold on, but yeah, Yelton, I do want to go ahead with your thoughts on Game of the Year. Uh, I don't know. It's like there's a lot to choose from. Me personally, because yeah. you got uh, the first one that's coming to my mind is be the Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. I've yet to play it, so I don't know much about the game. But from what I've read and what I've heard, it just seems pretty awesome. It's just a nice, you know, cinematic. Obviously, a big cinematic story and just wrapping up all the insanities in it. I do agree with Reina that Fallout 4 was definitely a big hitter this year. It's just, it's freaking Fallout. It's, <laughs> it's just what you can do with the game, all the perks you can start. And, you know, I've when I play my games, you know, I've talked to my, my buddies, buddies from work, buddies from school, and, you know, how much time they're putting in Fallout. Uh, but one, I think, one thing I can personally say I've played and I've enjoyed a lot would be, well... Super Mario Maker. Sorry, I'm a little Nintendo biased here. So. No, uh, that's no, no, that's that's no problem at all. It's it's a very highly rated game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, also as well a, a truly uh, landmark achievement in, in the video game world as far as being you know allowing the consumer to go ahead and build their own Super Mario levels. It's just just truly something that a lot of fans like you know like you and I have been dreaming about for for many a years. Yeah. Yeah, the, exactly that. It's like you know, I've I've never gotten to create my own Mario le uh, Mario levels. Most of us probably had dreams when we were kids. You know, I grew up with Super Mario 64, but I remember when I had my Game Boy Advance, I played all the old retro games. You know, from the Super Nintendo era and the Nintendo era. So it was it was really a fun experience just starting to finally you know play other people's levels and play my own. Obviously, I stay away from the Kaizo levels because those are just insane. <laughs> but but another one I've met, I've played and actually have had a good time with would be you know Halo Five you know every time I played a Halo game a main entry Halo game I always get a good time with the story with the lore the gameplay the multiplayer is insane on that game so you know I'm not saying the other ones aren't of similar genres I know you know every year COD comes out with their own alliteration and everything but. You know, when I, one thing I always look forward to in a game is story, and one thing I always find the story within FPS is well, Halo. 
Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, uh, Salvador, want to hear your thoughts. I know you've been itching at it. I could just see you through the whole time while, while, while both Lerda and Yeltsin uh, have been there. I could see you like, I want to say it, I want to say it. So uh, go right well, ahead, my friend. This is a little bit harder for me just because uh, compared to like five five years ago and back when I was younger, uh, I don't get time to play games like I used to. Uh, you know, Mario Party Wars and school and work and all this, this it just all keeps me uh, busy and so... I, I don't even really get the chance to buy games, let alone uh, play them, just because of that. Uh, but from what I've been able to play this year, uh, or and I also ha have to say that there are a few that I really would try to put Game of the Year, but because I haven't played them, uh, I can't say. Uh, I think Halo would definitely be one. Fallout 4, for sure. Uh, I love what they what they did to this. Uh, that's compared to 3 and New Vegas, uh, some of the new concepts they added. Uh, definitely Metal Gear 5. Uh, freaking love the cinematics on that one. And the, just overall, I'm a huge Metal Gear fan. Uh, I, I've been playing it since the beginning. So, uh, To me, it's, it's definitely between... Uh, these are one of the few two games that I've been able to play. Uh, Undertale or Super Mario Maker. But I, I've got to at least give it to Super Mario Maker because... Uh, definitely, it's it's a different, it's something different. You know, you can create levels and you could uh, register them to have other pe people play them, and then you know you could you could offer your own creativity by creating something ridiculous, something simple, something wacky. Uh, so for something like that, I definitely say Super Mario Maker. But uh, I mean, I'm in love with Undertale. Like, I just I gotta admit, I when they first came out, when I saw the trailers and just all the all the videos that were about it, uh, freaking instantly grew on me. Uh, it's an 8-bit style game, and I'm a huge retro gamer, so there's that. Uh, the music is amazing. Uh, the overall storyline is awesome. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely go with Super Mario Maker, but Undertale would be my second second choice. Fair enough, and I'm glad you mentioned Undertale, because... Uh, well, Jeremiah on our site gave it a 10. He absolutely is in love with the game. Um, and it's, you know, if you want to check out his review, it's on our uh, yourgamesource.com reviews page um, where you can find all reviews for the course of this year uh, on our reviews 2015 uh, page right there for you. But yes, Undertale and Super Mario Maker and Fallout 4, all excellent choices indeed. Um, so uh, that's going to be it for this podcast. Oh, one more thing. There's just a little movie no, coming no. out this weekend. Uh, I know I'm excited about it. I know Game Source has also been excited about it, but I want to hear from you three out there. Your thoughts, your hopes. Uh, we've got just a few minutes left, but your thoughts and your hopes. Uh, let's start again with you, Lerna. Your hopes for Star Wars. The first. Oh, Lord in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I just ran the whole series about a week ago, you know, watching for episode. First, you have to start with Oh god, I can't even think about it right now. I just I saw all the Star Wars movies, you know, and then I watched a little bit of Star Wars Rebels, uh, Star Wars. What's that new one with the blue hair? I can't remember. The, oh, that's the one, Star Wars Rebels, and then the the other, the other anime series, Star Wars. Uh, with the true Clone movie. Wars. Clone, Clone Wars, yeah, yeah. But it's just like, oh my god, I I, I truth be told, I have not seen the trailer. I, I know that the movie comes out tomorrow, but I... I Actually, it comes out tonight, and uh, I've got tonight. tickets for it indeed, yes. 
I'm excited. Oh my God. I, I avoided watching the trailer because when I see that movie, I don't want to be spoiled in any way. I don't want to even know who exists right now. I, I just, just want to go in there and be like blank-minded and be like, whoa, man, whoa. <laughs> I think that that says it all. I think that says it all right there. Uh, Yelton, your final thoughts uh, as uh, on uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh man, well, the, we, Star Wars has been just coming coming up at me because my current job, you know, I just been we have a whole aisle dedicated to just, just Star Wars merchandise all over the place. So I am definitely excited. I've seen the series. I've seen the spinoffs. You know, I actually started replaying Knights of the Old Republic, so. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, so, trust me, I, I definitely dove myself into Star Wars much more than I care to admit. So, I'm definitely excited. I have seen the trailer. I've seen the international trailer. I just, you know, I've seen Matt Pat's game theory on how Luke may be the new Sith Lord. But I don't know, but all I know is that I am excited for this uh, for this movie. I'm just going to hate it because I don't have tickets. I'm not going to be able to watch it anytime soon, and I'm going to be dreading Facebook. Well, I, actually, that's you can't buy the, the, uh, you know, the wonders of, of you know, living in a democratic society There's uh, and also a capitalistic one. You know, there, there's still theaters that decided, hey, you know, I guess we're going to open up earlier and earlier and earlier. So those 11 o'clock showings became 10 o'clock showings, became 9 o'clock showings, became 8 o'clock and 7 o'clock showings. So now the availability to to everyone out there, if you wish to go see Star Wars The Force Awakens this weekend, um, you know, with all the different entities that you can get tickets, and there are plenty of tickets available. I Rest assured, I checked earlier today, uh, even though I have tickets already, um, it, it, there are still plenty of seats uh, still available. So if you want to check it out, Yelton, there you go. Uh, I'm probably going to have to because I'm just going to be like, it's going to be a burning hole in my pocket. I'm like, man, I want to see this movie, but man, it's going to suck if well, I, somebody spoils it for me. Well, it's already, uh, you know, Fandango's uh, most ordered ticket all time, and the movie has just actually just got, uh, opened up internationally uh, and is opening up here in a few hours as of this recording. But, uh, Salvador, again, last but not least, I want to hear well, your thoughts on Star Wars The Force Awakens. First, I want to just say, <laughs> I do work at a movie theater, so I'm not going to enjoy the next, like, two to three weeks, because, oh my god, people are just going to bombard us with trash everywhere, because, yeah, that's what I do mostly. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing it soon, though. I can't get it for free, because Disney won't let us for, like, three weeks. That's what they said. Uh, I'm not, like, the biggest Star Wars guy. Like, compared to Yalton and Rena, they've probably seen a lot more Star Wars-related stuff, like, especially the spinoffs. Salty Sal, why? Why? What? <laughs> Stop being so salty. I'll screw you. Anyway. <laughs> uh, definitely looking forward to seeing what this is about. You know, it's 30 years into the future. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm kind of curious what, what this is going to be all about, uh, definitely for sure. Uh, considering, you know, new characters, they're adding, you know, new robots into this and everything. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of curious what Disney's going to go, uh, kind of going to do with this, considering, you know, they're the ones that own it now. You're, you're a Star Wars Scrooge. That's what you are. I'm oh, sorry. We're sorry for the interrupting. I, I can hear her, yes. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll hear a lot more. Let me rest assured on that one. 
Uh, lucky for me, no one's spoiling it like at all while I'm working, so I'm freaking glad everyone's keeping their mouth shut. <laughs> Fair enough, as this. So, but my hopes are as well. I've got tickets tonight. Uh, um, I'm just so glad to be be you know obviously going, but also next week as well. I'm going to take my children, and as they experience Star Wars on the big screen uh, for the first time, uh, I know I'm looking forward to that as well as a parent. Uh, because I think that's basically what we you know. As I mentioned earlier today on Game Source on Facebook, you know, um, there's so much wrong in the world. There's so much negativity in the world. But the reason why everybody's so excited for Star Wars is because it's just fun. It's because just going, you know, remember the times that you went to the movie theaters and had a good time. And then hopefully the Star Wars uh, Force Awakens uh, showing for you will be that very same thing. Just taking I was gonna, plus, it's in the galaxy far, far away. It doesn't have nothing to do with this world, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and here's hoping that for everyone out there, the movie is what you know you want it to be, and hope you have just a fantastic time. But again, I just want to thank uh, everyone for Mario Party Wars. I've got again, thank you to Yelton, thank you to Lerna, and thank you to the Salvador as well. We appreciate. Every one of you for for coming on to the podcast today. That's M Party Wars on YouTube and Mario Party Wars on Facebook. If you get a chance, it is a must. You have to check them out. If you are interested at all in the Mario Party Wars scene, uh, if you are interested in Mario Party, uh, you know, learning more about the tournament itself uh, is truly, truly a great experience. It's a lot of fun from what I've seen as well, and I highly encourage you to check them out. It's Mario Party Wars on Facebook. They go there and they will tell, let you know they're they're great people and they really will answer all of your questions. So, so for me, Gerald, better known as Yes Elvis Lives. Uh, for Lerna, Yelthin, Salvador uh, from Mario Party Wars. Uh, this has been Game Source Podcast 137. Uh, for us, it's yourgamesource.com, Game Source on Facebook, at Game Source on Twitter. Game Source on YouTube and Game Underscore Source on on Twitch. We appreciate you watching, you listening, you following, and you liking us. Uh, we truly appreciate the time that you take in 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 uh, you know checking us out and checking Mario Party Wars out. We truly appreciate taking the time to be a part of as well the podcast today. I want to thank you for joining us. We wish every you guys, uh, everyone out there, just just a wonderful time watching Star Wars: The Force Awakens this weekend. Wish you the happiest and safest of holidays. It's another beautiful Christmas in paradise, and we hope you have yourselves a happy holiday season. <laughs> Do you love games, breed games, and bleed games? Then this is the crew for you. If you are interested in editorial, podcasting, live events, and exclusive content, make sure to hit us up at info at yourgamesource.com and become part of a team that is dedicated to delivering all the greatest delays in gaming news and content all here at yourgamesource.com.